All right, Travis and Sliwa Show, hour number three. I know we got a lot of calls lined up here. We'll take uh, in just a second here. So we're talking about Justin Turner and uh, JT's comments he had about uh, the organization. Uh, He said, I don't think it does anyone any good to go back and speculate as to what happened. I don't want anything to blow back or taint the last nine years that I had and everything we accomplished. So it's kind of interesting, the conversation about did the Dodgers make a mistake by basically picking J.D. Martinez instead of um, instead of Justin Turner and Travis, listening, it's kind of funny listening to you and Berg make that argument. I, it's not like you're arguing. I, I think part of it is, hey, respect this dude who's been here for a long time. He deserves if he wants to be here, and you're replacing him with a very similar player that's not that big of a difference in stats and age and everything else. Well, why don't you just keep this guy? And I think Berg. I, it sounds like he's making just more of a case. No, Justin's not the guy anymore. JD will be a better fit for the Dodgers than Justin Turner. We don't have that answer. We'll see what happens. If I thought that he were a better player, it would make sense. They're coming off of virtually identical years. That that, that this is not one guy's trending up, one guy's trending down. It's not those things. The, The one part of this that is... The argument in favor of what the Dodgers – if, if Justin Turner were mm-hmm. adamant in his position, I have to have two years guaranteed, and the Dodgers are like, look, we just can't get there, a little bit different. But doesn't I, sound like that. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Th- those comments lead you to believe that there was a deal to be made in there somewhere, that this was a deal that, listen, maybe we'll do a two-year deal, but we're going to have another team option at the end of the first sure. year. We, we can find a way to make yeah. it look so we're all getting what we want and we can all keep it moving. I – I just don't think with that guy, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of let's give him one more. Not I'm not gonna say that very often. You've heard me say, look, better a year early than a year late, mm-hmm. and maybe that's where they're operating here. I think a very select few of guys earn the benefit of one more, and I just thought that he was one of those guys. Uh, let's go to Pasadena and Boris. Boris, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey guys, um, yeah, Travis, I'm, I'm always amazed at how, how much like these stats that you know of, so I'm very impressed by you always. Um, but I do agree with uh, Sliwa because, you know, I think this is more about just changing the chemistry of the team because, like, um, you know, the past few postseasons, the Dodgers have been really, really not that great, right? So I think they just wanted to really change things up with a similar player and just see kind of, you know, how the regular season and then how the postseason is going to go. I'm with you, Boris, that if the idea is let's mix up the chemistry here a little bit, let's shake it up, let's go. I'm not opposed to that as an idea on fundamentally, right? Him? That is, has there been one piece of reporting, one whisper by a player, one little hint of, you know, who's just kind of bringing this, like I'll I'll use an example. We got one. Jeff Kent was a Mm. great player. Right, Jeff, Jeff Kent. Speaking of Scott Rowland, Jeff mm-hmm. Kent's ten times better than Scott Rowland. Not in the Hall of Fame. Um, Jeff Kent was a toxic personality. People hated him. Hated him. Right. Yasiel Puig was a toxic presence in the clubhouse. Trevor Bauer is a toxic presence in your club. I understand wanting to change the culture and getting those guys out and bringing new guys in. Mm-hmm. Justin Turner's none of those things. Mm-hmm. Justin Turner was the most popular player in the clubhouse. I'm okay with the idea of, hey, let's shake it up. This this doesn't work. Let's shake it up and go in a new direction. I don't, just don't think that's the piece that you take out. Yeah, the shakeup for me, I thought where you are going to go with this was Belly, right? Like, let Cody Bellinger, that's a good example of somebody that – um, a great defender, right? Had an MVP season, young enough to where you think he's going to stay on the roster. 
couple years ago, you would never think that the Dodgers would not have interest in, in keeping him around. Um, but that was a perfect player where you're like, hey, this makes sense for this player to move on. Go try something different. And for the Dodgers, let's us move on as well. JT doesn't really fit, you know, he's not in that mold. That's a, that's a completely different per, uh, profile. Let's try another one. Costa Mesa and Chris. Chris, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, I really appreciate you guys talking about this. And um, what I wanted to say was the change of venue thing is, is maybe important. Two years ago, Justin Turner had a contract coming up, and he came into spring training in great shape. And he had a great first half of the year and, and a good year. But last year, I don't think he was in, in the same kind of shape. And by the end of the year, you know, he couldn't keep up with the fastballs. And, you know, we're all saying, hey, the Dodgers have to do some different things to, to win a World Series. And, and this might be, you know, one little step in, in that direction. And um, I hope Justin Turner comes back and joins the coaching staff after – you know, two years in Boston, and I hope he's a Dodger, you know, for life, because I do love the guy. Chris, appreciate you calling in. You know what's interesting, Trav? I think you probably get a lot of this. I think you get a lot of Dodger fans that are okay with a little shakeup. And I, I know what you're saying. I, I get it there. <clears throat> Why this guy? Like, yeah. there's a, But I think there's probably so much, I don't know if built-in frustration is the right way to put it, but you won 111 games. How many times you got to win the division? And you go to Dodger Stadium, and you feel like, as great as it always tastes, it doesn't taste all that good at the end more times than not. And I, I, I find myself, we talked about this, I think it was last week, we were doing a power rankings and um, MLB or whoever came out with the power rankings, oh, right, the right, Dodgers right. were number six. Yeah. And I think you and ESPN. I, I think, I think you and I both said, Hey, this is an interesting season coming up. I'm not telling you that they're better off because they're not. You want Trey Turner on your team. There's, there's certain plays, but I, I you want Walker Bueller healthy, of course. Sure. But that for the first time in a while, the Dodgers are not the absolute favorite. Hey, Dodgers, can they win the NOS? Of course. So can the Padres. That can happen. Um, can the Dodgers make it to the World Series? Yes. So can the Braves, the Mets, the Padres, the Phillies. There's other teams that are going to be in play this year as well. That maybe just because it's gone one way, it feels like, for so long, that there's a lot of Dodger fans that are like, hey, I don't really, not that they don't care, but they're okay to just try something different. I, I, try something different. I love the theory. I really do. Like, I'm okay with trying something different. <laughs> why him? Why him? Why that? It just seems such an odd guy to choose. Like, the Bellinger thing, I get it. Shake it up. You yep. know, he's an MVP, but, you know, it's time to move on. We need new energy. I get it. You want it to, we're not going to do something crazy with Trey Turner. It's going to change. I get it. Bring some youngsters Justin up. Turner? Yep. Mm -hmm. For another aged right-handed hitter? Yeah, I, I, and, and that's that's probably maybe if J.D. Martinez never came in and it was just, hey, we did not replace yeah. Justin Turner, then you'd probably sit Miguel here and Vargas say, okay, is I going to take it. all of his at-bats. I get it. Fine. Okay. I, I, sorry to see you go, but I get it. We're going younger. I, I get it. Hey, we're going to get rid of a 38-year-old for a 36-year-old with the exact same stats. Only this guy's never been here, and this guy was the most popular player in town for 10 years. And that's the part that I don't get. Can't argue that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's the guy that came in as much as it is as the guy that went out. Let's try another one. Valley this time. Speaking of Northridge, better to talk Dodger baseball yes, than earthquakes. Yes. David in Northridge. David, you're on with Travis Lee. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, quick, quick comment. I think that it's a, a thing about you kind of got to sell when he's high. Uh, Justin Turner had a really bad playoffs last year, and he was kind of starting to tail down. And the one thing you guys haven't mentioned is a year from now, the Dodgers are planning on having Shohei be the DH. 
Justin wasn't going to take a, a price cut, let's say go down two years, $20 million. What happens to him after this season when Shohei has to be the DH four days out of, out of five? What do you do with Justin then? He can't play first. He can't play third. So I think they almost like did the nice thing by letting him go rather than like maybe putting him out for assignment or having to cut him a year from now. Justin wasn't going to go one year, $10 million. He was going to go two years, 20. I'll give you two years, 20. What do you do a year two with him? So, okay. I, I they were doing a player option or it, a team it's, option. It's an, it, you could do that. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I want them to get Otani. I think that they're clearing the decks to make a move to get Otani. I think they're going to be able to put together a package that's very attractive to get Shohei Otani. There is no guarantee you're going to get him, mm-hmm. right? There, there is just as probably a better chance that he goes somewhere else than you get him, right? There's going to be other very, very rich people in the in the mix trying to get him. So I hear what you're saying, David, but there, he's not here. And and if and if all of a sudden you've got him here, then you fix that problem when the problem presents itself. But for at least a year, you don't have the problem. If you do get that done, then you have a conversation with them and say, hey, listen, man, this isn't J.D. Martinez. This is a monstrous left-handed power bat mm-hmm. that is going to play ahead of you. He's a lot better than you are right now. He'd understand that. He probably wouldn't like it, but he would certainly understand it. The other part I didn't like about that is him talking about, well, he was bad in the playoffs. Find me a Dodger who wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, go ahead. Sure. Find find me one who wasn't. I, you're right. He was. Mookie was bad in the playoffs, Everybody too. was. Mm-hmm. A- other than Trey Turner, who was pretty hot in the first couple, and even he cooled off towards the end, mm-hmm. Dodgers didn't swing the bats. It wasn't just that, hey, Justin Turner kept coming up at exactly the right time and they couldn't get a hit. Nobody got a hit. Mm-hmm. Nobody right, with that the theory, nobody nobody saw the Dodgers except Freeman. <laughs> bring up Oklahoma City. Bring up the, bring up the the AAA squad along the way. One more. Let's try uh, go back to OC and Brea and Doug. Doug, you're on with Travis Lee. Hey guys, yeah, I was really bummed that we lost Turner. He's a leader. I want him to retire as a Dodger big time. Um, and by the way, he was tenth in batting last year. He, you know, he hit two seventy eight. But let's face it, the playoffs have nothing to do with the regular season, right? Great teams win the regular season. Well, it's way harder to win 111 games than it is the World Series. They win 111 games five times in the history of baseball. They'll never win 111 games again. So the whole baseball, the playoff thing is, has nothing to do with the regular season. And there's so many examples of that. I mean, look at Philly. You know, when they when the last time they won, they had 92 wins. The next next year, they won 93. They didn't win. Then they won 97. They lost. Then they won 100, and they got knocked out in the first round. Look at St. Louis. Same thing. They won 105 in 2004, 100 in 2005, the best team in baseball. They win the whole thing in 2006 with 83 wins. So it's just regular season and just postseason, nothing to do. As far as J.D. Martinez, I think they're hoping they can, you know, get this guy to go back and hit 35 or 40 bombs. It's not been that many years since he was an absolute monster. And that's what I'm thinking their role of the dice is. Look, if, if, they, if they think they're going to Tyler Anderson, J.D. Martinez, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a slightly different sort of approach to this. The, the, the first part that Doug's we're all on the same page. Your your total wins of the season has nothing to do. You're 0 and 0 when you start. Dodgers have proven that time after time after time. But I also don't think having a team that wins 111 games is like, oh, you don't want to win too many. No, I'll take 111. That's fine. <laughs> I'll take the best team every year and take my chances. That I still don't understand why Justin Turner's a Red Sox when he didn't want to be. If he was asking for the world and sure. like, then that's different. No, it doesn't I, feel like I, that. It doesn't sound like there was ever going to be a conversation where JT is telling them, well, I'm not willing to work with you guys. That That's not 
that's the not opposite. the vibe you get the, I don't, at I, all. You know, I just don't want to dwell on the end. Mm-hmm. What, like, what's the phrase, Lee? If things didn't end badly, they wouldn't end at all. Yes, that, right. That and that's kind of how it feels. Like it's going right there. And look, I hope he has a great year. I hope J.D. Martinez comes in and hits 40 home runs. I really do. I, I would love for him to be a productive player, but I'm really going to miss Justin Turner. He was he was a Dodger, even though he wasn't like a only a Dodger. He was about as Dodger as we've sure, seen other sure. than Clayton Kershaw over the last 10 years. Just uh, He'll be missed for sure. LeBron James uh, did something that no one – we've said, there's a sentence we have said a lot. Yeah. LeBron James did something that no one else has ever done in NBA history last night. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I want to get to Braun in a minute doing a thing that no one else has done. The, the list of things that only he has done is one of my favorite lists. Um, it's interesting. I want to read a couple of tweets here. It's from Big E, one of our guys. Love JT, but I also understand why he's gone. As a fan of the team, I want management to make moves based on facts, not feelings. Me too. Give me the facts that tell you that he's going to be better. Give me the facts that tell you that this is a better bet. You, there's some economics, two years versus one. If he was dug in at two... Maybe it's a different conversation. Doesn't sound to me like he was dug in it too. But where are the facts that JD Martinez is going to be a lot better than Justin Turner? I don't. I don't see them. I I, I like the construct. Yeah. But I don't necessarily agree. And and I'll be honest. We were talking a little during the break, Slee. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's kind of in the look. I love him too, but it's time for him to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. Do you like what they got instead? That I'm not mad that he's gone. I'm mad that he's gone and this is his replacement. Mm-hmm. That's the part. You've replaced him with the same guy. Not that you replaced him. Replace him with a younger player, a better player, more upside in a player. Sure. But this, hey, I love him too, but it's time to go. Well, that can't be just the, the whole end of the conversation. So you've always said this about the front office. Got a lot of faith in them. A ton. And you should. There's a resume that's built since the Guggenheim group took over, uh, since the group took over that it's you should show confidence in what they present every single year. Um, I think this might be one of those that you might have to kind of hold some faith in them that they think they th- they think they could do something with JD Martinez here in LA um, around this roster that will cater more towards where the Dodgers are hoping or what they're hoping to accomplish this season. Bring up some younger players. He'll be more just specifically DH. He'll probably very rarely play third base or whatever the case is. This might be one of those because what you're saying about, I don't think J.D. Martinez is really any that much different than Justin Turner, 
Berg was saying, no, 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 there is differences to it. I feel like most of the listeners are saying, I just want to see something different without saying, you're talking about J.D. Martinez. Yeah. He's going to do this. I don't really feel like that's happening. If we're going to give Miguel Vargas 500 at-bats, cool. I, I, let, let's see what it looks like. If that's if that's the plan, fine. I, I'm okay with that, but we're going to give those 500 to the same game. Anyway, we're going, going around in circles. Um, LeBron James has now scored 40 or more points against every team in the league. Yes. All 30. That is factual. The Clippers were the last team standing until last night when he did it. Um, Do you the, know the other two that were stuck at 29? I thought I saw this yesterday. Uh, I'm going to take a guess. That one of them currently playing. One of them's currently playing. Yep. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me see. This one will be tougher to guess, the one currently playing, because I would not have guessed it. Is it Devin Booker? It's James Harden. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that, that feels... Cause you almost forget the yeah. guy was doing what he was doing in Houston and yeah. Kobe the other one. Oh, okay. Both of those squads, or yeah. both of those players sat at 29. Kareem. But but Kobe, Kobe didn't have a chance. He only played for one team, mm-hmm. right? So that, I mean, that's... Well, that's right. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't literally, have a chance. Genuinely, that's literally the definition of you have no shot. Right. So LeBron is now a, another line on his resume of, mm-hmm. hey, who's the only player to do this? Now we've got like Wilt Chamberlain and LeBron. There's two guys that the answer will always be Wilt Chamberlain and LeBron. And he said something after the game last night that I understand, but I wish it wasn't happening. We'll see when we get there. We'll see what will, will it hit me. You know, just over the last few years, just you know, the last couple of years since we won a championship, just a lot of accomplishments been ha- happening on a losing effort. You know, so um, it's been very kind of difficult to kind of even digest some of some of my own accomplishments because I want to celebrate on, on, on losses. I, I get it. Nobody does. Nobody wants to celebrate something on a night when you didn't win the game. I, I understand that, but. I don't think there's a person on earth that's walking around that doesn't think LeBron James wants to win basketball games. Mm-hmm. That LeBron isn't about as competitive a human being as there is. I do think it's okay. And and I and LeBron is certainly not the only person to do this. They they all do it and I don't like it. This it's okay to say, yeah, yeah, I mean, it just means I've been around a long time. I've been really healthy. I've been really good. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. I wish we would have won the game. Just enjoy the cool thing that happens because he's going to pass Kareem here coming to, what is it, 178 points away, and there's at least a chance it could come in a loss. And I don't want it to be anything other than a celebration because, well, we didn't win the game. It's okay. It, it, you're, we know you want to. We know you're not in this for individual accomplishments, that you're mm-hmm. in this for team accomplishments. I think it's okay to take a moment if it's a legendary – not that you got a career high and you lost. That's not what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Something that took you 20 years to accomplish and somebody says, what do you think about this? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And even if we lost the game tonight, just enjoy the moment. So I half believe him. I half believe him. I, I think, Braun, listen, um, I think he knows he's coming into that game yesterday – and he knows there's one team left that he hasn't scored 40 on. I do believe that, okay? And I do believe that he's trying to drop 40 if he can. Now, what I don't believe would happen is Bron's at 37 points, and the team is up three, and he takes a bad three-point shot to get to 40, and it costs the Lakers the game. I don't think he's going to do that, but I do think he definitely pays attention to those records that are in front of him, certain accomplishments, um, I do think that, that that is in the back of his mind. The the part of he maybe has difficulty appreciating the moment because the last couple of years, Lakers didn't make the playoffs last year. It was an awful year. The year before, you're out in the first round. This year, they're four games below 500. They're, they're, I mean, they're 22 and 26, the 13th place in the West. So I, I kind of understand where he's coming from. I think the Kareem piece of it, 
Yeah, but the that's two, a different one. I, that's a that's an unbelievably special moment. Yes. I really actually do think as we get a little bit closer, and we're close. We're only like six games away if he goes yeah. 30 a game. That will be one of those where I definitely think he, he has to I hope sit so. back. And, I, I hope he appreciates it for what it is because it is a lifetime achievement. It isn't, for instance, Thomas Bryant didn't get a career high last night and they got blown out by the Clippers. And if he was like, yeah, man, I can't believe That's weird. Mm-hmm. But something that took you 20 years to build whether it's the Kareem record, whether it's 40 against every team in the league. Mm-hmm. That is a I'm not I just didn't have a good night. This is another thing that I've accomplished in my career that it's okay to say, yeah, man, it's hard to believe I've been around long enough to do that. It's hard to think. I just I want these guys to enjoy the amazing things they've done, even if it comes on a night where your team wasn't successful. And I hope that when he goes home and he has his glass of wine, he's like, Yeah, it's pretty rad. That's pretty cool that, that well, only I have done this thing. That's pretty neat. I want them to enjoy those moments. Well, Braun, too, I think what's unique about him, what hasn't he done in the NBA? MVPs? Okay, got him. Finals MVPs? Okay, cool. Got those, too. Only championships. player to win three finals MVPs with three different teams. Championships? Yeah, got those. Did I get one with the Lakers? I did. I actually helped them tie the Boston Celtics for most championships ever. Um, kind of. He'll He's going to be top. Basically, he's going to be top five in assists. He'll be the all-time leading scorer. He's going to like all these are going to happen. I think for him too, you can appreciate it more because there's nothing you haven't done. If you stop playing the game today, no one will ever have a conversation and say, "Hey, here are the top five players in the NBA or top three players in the NBA" without mentioning his no. name. So. Well, um, I, I want to go a step further. I like and, the frustration and, and, because he wants to win. Sure, but we knew that already. Yeah, you know, we. I mean, no one's questioning LeBron's commitment to winning. It's 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 a assumed fact. It's actually, like, actually I, I will tell you there there have be there have been people when he moved to L.A. that was hey he's here not to win championships he's here to basically retire. Yeah, but they won a champ. But it, I understand that. But he proved them wrong almost instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he proved them wrong in a season and a half. It's. It's just it's a it's an argument that doesn't hold any water to me because he's clearly been competitive when he was here. He won a title, so that's off the board. You mentioned that no one's going to talk about the greatest players in NBA history without mentioning him as one of those three names. Uh, that's been true for a while now. I want to go a step further, and and I don't, I'm not looking for the debate of Jordan, Kareem, or, or LeBron, but what we're getting into now is, and by the way, he's not even close to being done. He's not, 46 not, yesterday. He's not, averaging 30 a game. Not even close to being done. The arguments on behalf of the other two guys are getting more and more tenuous because he's going to have the most points ever. He's going to pass Kareem there. Yeah, Jordan's 6-0, and and that's never coming off the board. I get it. Yep. But LeBron might win another championship, maybe more than one. Maybe he won't, but he's got four, and he's been to the finals, what, 10 times? 10 times. Mike, Michael Jordan, I get it, 6-0. and It's never coming down. But we're penalizing LeBron for getting further more often? Look at the teams he took to the finals. That's what I mean. He's got KD more had to join the Warriors. That's what I'm talking about. That There's all of these things that only he's done. Most points, most this, most that. Three-time finals MVP with three different teams. That Jordan can have the 6-0. and And I'm not here to make a case against Michael Jordan. But yeah. the case for LeBron gets it's only getting better stronger. That's every what you're single night. Mm-hmm. And it can only go up. There's no Even if LeBron went to the finals again and lost, oh, he lost. Yeah, stop, shut up. That's a ridiculous thing. He can only make it stronger. And those other guys are finished. And he's already kind of passed both of them. It's nuts. <laughs> it's, just it's, fun, it's funny, it's funny when you say that about getting to the finals because that case is not made enough. Right. There's just just if, if you if you actually stopped for a second and said, 
well, Jordan made it to the finals six times. He's 6-0. and Well, how come he didn't make it to the finals 11 times? How come, you know, Magic gets knocked for going five and four? Right. He went nine he times. He went nine times to the NBA finals. You can't win every year. Right. Or you, you Larry know, Bird lost in the finals. Go look at, and I, and I put it this way too, and I think this is probably the best way to describe it. Go look at some of the teams he got to the NBA finals. Remember his first year against the San Antonio Spurs, and it's like Booby Gibson, and so it's like they're not Eric Snow, Very Zhao, and I think that yeah. I think that was a team. I can't yeah. remember that. That case is not made enough. It's more of well, he got there six times. He's six and zero, and I'm with you. I don't care about the argument. Pat Riley saying Kareem is the greatest ever. Fine. Fine. I don't. It's I don't. I don't. I think it's it's uh, it's we will we will run in circles to make that argument, but that's a fair case to make. He's not done yet he's about to go past kareem here in a week or two and then he's going to play seasons more <laughs> he's going to have forty thousand points he, he he could have way more than forty thousand points by the time it's all said and done he's he could bury listen, kareem listen to this he's 30.2 points per game eight and a half rebounds seven assists a game 20th year in the league I'm off on Can we win Friday. Can we You're win some off games? tomorrow. Yeah. Which means we're doing NFL picks today and we're doing them next. Our NFL picks coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Only three games left, Al. We've only it. got three games left Watch in out. the NFL season. Emily's comeback needs to start this weekend. <laughs> you're going to have to have a big weekend, Em, if you want to get back into it. Uh, here's what we got. Al is your leader, 25 points. I'm right on his heels with 24. Taylor, right in the mix at yep. 19. And Emily is in fourth with is 11. going to have a big week <laughs> i hope so well i'm not i really don't that's not true i hope that you continue to be behind me that's only okay, really that okay. i care about all right here we got two games we got two over-unders and two props six things al pay attention look at me Man, there's <laughs> a lot going on here i'm looking at the sheet of six paper games there's a lot of things going on six here. you got it i got it okay good. i got and it also the screen. <laughs> okay good here we go we'll start with uh oh by the way em you're going first this week Okay. Here it is. San Francisco at Philly. Philly is a two and a half point favorite. Emily Hebel. All right. So uh, it's in the link. Link is a hard place to play. Uh, I think a coach quoted that it was a it's a two hours of hell when you go to the link to play. I think that the um, it strikes midnight for Brock Purdy. I have the Eagles at my four. Eagles at four. Taylor. 
I've got the Niners winning this, but I'm not too confident, so I'll put them at my one. All right, he is taking the Niners at one. I'm up next. I think that the Brock Purdy experiment finally has a bad day. Not that he's a bad player, not that he won't be their quarterback moving forward, but I think this is an environment that he has not seen in a very long time. The Eagles are really good. They went 14-3 and during the regular season. Why do we give them no respect? I, I don't know, but I'm giving them some respect Last week, tonight. I was giving them no respect either. I'm going to lay the points. I think it is a field goal game. I'm going to take Philadelphia, but I'm going to put it right in the middle at number three, Slee. All right, I'm going Eagles on this one, too. I'm going to be a little bit higher here. I'm going four on the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. All right, t- me. T- Taylor, you oh, you took them at five, right? Took about four. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I asked because I'm going to fix that there. That, fixed, back where they're supposed to be. Thanks. Taylor going first here on the other game. Cincinnati on the road in Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs, home dogs in the mm-hmm. AFC Championship game. One and a half point spread, almost a pick em. What do you got, Taylor? I'm going Cincy, putting them at four. Cincinnati at four. Uh, this one comes back to me. I've been on Cincinnati every week during the playoffs. I missed one, and I hit one. I'm going to stick with them. I think they win the game. I think they're the better team. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is hurt, and it just feels like the Bengals are the team playing their best football at the most important time. They In the middle of the season, it's like, what's wrong with them? Since the middle of the season, they've yeah. been awesome and putting it on people. All the way at the top, give me the Bengals at six. Wow. Taking the road favorite at six. All right, if you're going six there, um, you know, this is going to make or break the entire season. Uh, I am I think a lot of people are kind of just writing the Chiefs off right now, which I kind of understand the theory behind it. I'm not confident about the pick. I'm going to go Chiefs one. KC, that's a big swing right there, Slee. Somebody's getting a big boost on that game. M. All right, so uh, Patrick Mahomes said he will play this weekend. So uh, hobbled Mahomes also. Who knows if he'll play that entire game. Um, It is is an arrowhead, but I do think that um, Joe Burrow owns the Chiefs. So Bengals three. Bengals at three for Emily. And we go to the next one. This is a combo or I should say an over-under, go back to the first game, San Francisco-Philadelphia. It is 46. Um, I'm going first here. I'm going to do what paid me last week. I'm going to go with the under. I'm going to take that one at four. So I've got the San Francisco-Philly under at four, Slee. Uh, under two on this one. Under two, SF-Philly under at two, Emily. All right, guys, don't be a loser. Don't be not don't cool. Hate fun. I don't hate fun. We were losers by going over last week. <laughs> not me. So I, I'm going to do the over again, but at my one. All right, so San Francisco, Philly, over. Should I scratch it out now, or do you want me to wait till Sunday? I'll wait till Sunday, please. <laughs> Taylor, what do you got? I've got under at five. All right. Ooh, ooh he's going to over, under, high, Slee. I'm a little perplexed by that. That could be a... He's throwing us off here. I know. All right, Al, you're batting leadoff on this one. The other one, 47 point over under Kansas City and Cincinnati. All right, so I have... What I got left here? I got my one, two, four, five, so three and a six here. Um, You have three, five, and six left. I'm going to go... That's right, that's right. All right, I'm going to go... Three and I'm gonna stay with an under on this. Okay, uh, M. Okay, so uh, over two. <laughs> over two, Taylor. This is Bengals Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Bengals okay. Chiefs. I got over at two. 
see. Okay, both of them going over, and I'm obviously going to take the uh, under again at five. I'm going to because it's supposed to be 12 degrees. Yeah, it's supposed I to be freezing out there. Don't know if you're going to have a whole bunch of points. So let's see, Casey, Cincinnati, under right there, and now we got a couple of props going on. Yep. Oh yeah, Brock Purdy has been not good, not very good. He's been borderline great since he's come in in Jimmy Garoppolo. Has not lost a single game. The simple fact that the over-under on his interceptions is .5 tells you how good he's been. So you either think he's going to throw one or not. This goes back to the top with you, Emily. Who do you got? Okay, so Brock Purdy has had four interceptions in his time as a starting quarterback for the 49ers, and he has not thrown in the postseason yet. The Eagles, on the other hand have a lot of turnovers this season. They are great defense. I'm putting over. I think he's going to throw an interception over at six. All right, Purdy over at six. Taylor. I have the same thing, actually. I got Purdy throwing at least one. Purdy so putting that at six. Over. Al. Oh, no, it's my turn. I, I, I'm i taking over, too. There's, he, nobody goes through the playoffs without throwing an interception, mm-hmm. right? Especially Mr. Irrelevant in his first game or his first year in the league. Um, I like it so much, I'm going to put it at one. <laughs> I'm going all the way at the bottom. He's got to throw one eventually, I think. All right, this is uh, – I'm, I'm actually with Taylor, and I'm with uh, Emily on this one. It's my six. Purdy it's, throws one. Okay. Throws one pick. Can I change mine to just for no other reason? I want that one point because I just well, – now I'm rooting against it. I just want it to happen. Last one. Um, Taylor, you're going first here. Joe Burrow throws more or less – than 273 and a half yards in the game on Sunday. I think he throws more. My over at three. All right. Burrow over. And this comes back to me. I'm going to go Burrow under at number two. Al. I'm riding the under wave. I went all three unders. I'm going under, at least on the uh, a couple of these under. Um, I'll go uh, five on this one. It's only one I got left. And Emily, you have five. Are you over or under? All right. So I looked into it too. He uh, he hasn't thrown over our number a lot. It's going to be cold in in KC. It's I could see it being a tough drag out game. I have under, and it's my five. All right. So here's what I'm seeing here, just at a glance. We have a lot of the same picks, other than the 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 winner. Of Cincinnati KC. and KC. Mm-hmm. That's the one, but I'm just looking at you and Measley. I figure we're going to pull away from these suckers here hey. oh, before wow. too long. <laughs> but uh, that that could be the difference. The AFC Championship. Trav is the, the, the eight-year-olds that were like this. <laughs> hey, <laughs> After I, only get, shot. <laughs> I only get so many chances to do it. I'm going to definitely take By the way, if I'm right, I'm going to be hard to be around come Super Bowl Sunday. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> that I'm not actually all that confident in the KC pick, but damn, everyone's writing these guys off like they're they're nothing. Well, You're do right. you think that You're right. him playing is better or worse for the Chiefs? Because you're having Patrick Mahomes, but you might ha- not have at 100% Patrick Mahomes, you know, as you, opposed to Chad Henney. Chad Henney's their backup. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? It's more for me. The Bengals' defense has been so good. It's, it's the combination of... He's not 100%. I think I just saw he, he did his little presser. He didn't have a boot on or anything like that. Said he's playing. So we'll see. You, you guys have heard me say this a lot. I'm a big believer in pick the team that's less scared. I don't think there is a less scared in this. I think they're yeah. both not scared at all. I, I think that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes will play anybody anywhere. I don't mm-hmm. think they care. I think the same thing is true of, of Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow and his guys. So I don't know if that has a lot to do with it. It simply comes down – Look, high ankle sprains. Guys miss months with that injury. Mm. They don't. They don't come back in six days or seven days 
and play as well as they're supposed to. And I get it. Mahomes throws behind the back with his left hand, sidearm, you know, hook shots and everything else. But what else? Oh, since he will be bringing the pressure. But he Mm -hmm. buys time by running around. He's Mm -hmm. not Lamar Jackson where he's super fast, but you don't kind of get to him. If he can't move around, it feels like that could be a pretty big difference. Chris Jones could get to uh, Joe Burrow because we, Joe Burrow, the the Bills did not get to Joe Burrow like almost at all last week. That might be a difference. Burrow's got two functioning ankles. (laughs) Don't you hate, don't you hate, by the way, when you do these picks and you end up picking against what you actually want to happen. Like, I want to see the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Do you? Yeah, I do. And now all of a sudden, here I am picking the Chiefs, and I'm like, gosh Why do you want it. the Bengals? Um, I love their story. I love the fact that it's last year all I did was say, well, they're not going back there, right? Like, oh, they got kind of cat- caught uh, lightning in a bottle and got to the Super Bowl, had a chance to win it. It's not a market that you're accustomed to being, you know, having this much success. The Burrow story is amazing. There's a lot of good storylines. There's a ton. Last year, by the once the playoffs started, I think everyone was out on Million Dollar Madness because no one had Cincinnati. That's right. Right? Like the whole thing was kind of shot. And then Cincinnati kept winning. By the time we got to the Super Bowl, everybody was out. Emily, how many people do you say are still alive? There are seven people that are still alive, and none of them picked the Bengals. None so of them picked the Bengals. It's again. Chiefs. Now, either they had the Eagles or the 49ers. So double check that again. insurance back there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Just in Hope case. Hope that thing was written right. Hope that thing's all squared away. The Dup, Super Crosstalk, coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It was today in 1988 that Pitt's Jerome Lane shattered a backboard with a dunk, and Bill Raftery had an incredible send-it-in-Jerome call along the way. Do you remember the first time you saw that where somebody broke a backboard with a dunk? Shaq's done it. I was going to say Shaq. uh, You know Darvin Ham has one of those. I know. At Texas Tech. Um, In the tournament, I want to say. But I want to say Shaq might be the first one. Was Shaq? Wasn't it like inside the NBA or something like that? Or was where they would show it? It, it was. I, I think he was doing an interview with. I know Shaq obviously has stuff in game, but I think he's done one. He was with Ahmad Rashad doing that. That's interview. who it was. He Ahmad Rashad just like to see if he could. No, I think he was just dunking and he broke. Yeah, they're just shooting the breeze, uh-huh. and then Shaq went up for a dunk two handed and broke the whole <laughs> damn thing. <laughs> I remember, and I, I don't know if this is the first one. It's who the first has one. Done it? Daryl Dawkins was the first one when he was with the Sixers, I think. And, and Dawkins was a big guy, seven-footer, and really strong. Mm-hmm. And he went up for one. And I want to say it was pre-breakaway rims, right? So the rim was like fastened to the glass, but there wasn't that hinge that when mm-hmm. you hang on it, it bends. It was just if you hang on it, you either hang on it or it rips it out of the glass. <laughs> and he hit it and pulled on it, and the backboard – not only broke, it exploded. It was like it got shot with a gun. The glass went everywhere, and I believe that was the beginning of breakaway. They're like, "Uh, yeah, we need to have something that we'll give as opposed to send shards of glass all over the court. I think Daryl Dawkins was the first one. Remember when Sasha... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Steph Curry. (laughs) 
going up there and tearing Steph a rim. Steph Curry just ripped it out. But when you look at Darvin, you're like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a big guy. Yep. Obviously, played in the NBA for a long time, but he's also big and strong and thick and powerful that he could rip a, a hoop out of the glass not a huge surprise yeah if there's a dude today in today's nba you're thinking like it's got to be Embiid. Embiid. somebody yes, just sure. weighs a lot too right like Embiid yes. has got power right and he weighs not that he gets off the court by a, a, a ton but mm-hmm. like if Jokic jumped up there and yanked on that thing he's mm-hmm. a huge guy it yeah. feels like he's got some weight to him too Giannis? think Giannis could rip one Giannis. Through? No. doesn't have to be two-handed. I feel like it's got to be your full everything. That's why I think we got it with Embiid. Yeah. I think Embiid's the only Embiid's one the right now answer. that could I'm like, just trying to think of anybody else that could do it. You know, no Gian- Giannis has got to be, what, 260, 70? ferocious, and that's what makes it. Right? LeBron? Yeah, LeBron, LeBron could be the. With that speed yep. and that power? Yep. That seems like. And he goes he up with do. two hands. I'm surprised Shaq didn't break three a week. Like they, you know how they have like at, at uh, just have them lined up behind the basket. Just okay, broke that one. Bring a new one in here. Just keep one out. They go through eight or nine rims a night, just because he keeps smashing them to pieces. That's awesome. They're just all lined up, literally <laughs> yeah. one after the just, other. Yep. There's a guy with a broom. Sweep up the bits of glass. Bring out the next one. It's on the wheels. Just the wheels that you have at your backyard. It's like the paper toilet seat cover. You just rip out the next one, put it down, and <laughs> let's go and play a little more NBA basketball. I don't understand this, um, okay. Emily. Let me help me out with this. Oreo is coming out with Oreo stuffed Oreos, which, if I understand <laughs> it, is going to have the chocolate cookie. Yes. And instead of just having the white cream in between it, it's white cream with additional pieces of Oreo cookie in it. Yeah. It's like um it's going to be like Aren't we already eating that with just a regular <laughs> Oreo? This feels like mm. I don't think they've invented anything. I think it's just The most Oreo stuff. Oreo is what they call it and it's limited edition. <laughs> but if an Oreo just has more Oreo in it, does it have anything in it? It's like the chicken and egg. <laughs> If a tree falls in the forest and make, does it make a sound? Does it help at all with the photo? Well, I understand that there's it, it's basically cookies and cream filling, but you're already eating cookies and cream. You're just getting less cream. It's like eating chicken with chicken. Yeah, it's like it's, yes. actually, it's eating. It's getting less cream, but it's not. Look at how thick that is. That's a lot of cream. It's a lot thicker than usual. <laughs> so you're getting your regular amount, if not additional cream, with bits of the cookie that you're already smashing in there with your teeth. I feel like this is a so is it triple stuffed or what? Show him. It's 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 a good it's like that. It's a it's, it's a it's fat a, one. It's going to be thick. <laughs> that's I mean that's two C's. Pr- looks like an ice cream yeah, sandwich. Yeah, looks like an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> it looks amazing. <laughs> but it's the same looks thing. Looks amazing. Like if you just ground up chocolate chip cookies and stuff them in between two other chocolate chip cookies, are you not just having but, Travis more well, cookies? Well they probably yeah. you know what they're probably saying? They're probably saying that, hey, let's fool all these people who are going to end up talking about this and we'll get more extra publicity and we didn't do anything different i'm not worried about that that's fine that's my entire existence is talking about stuff that doesn't really need to be talked about all that much (laughs) i i'm I'm okay with that i just want to be given a new cookie experience i feel like i have had this experience before travis have you never had okay so one you could have oreo ice cream and then have oreo chunks in it that's great you could have strawberry ice cream with strawberries in it yes great how is this that different than that? Because strawberry ice cream typically does not have strawberries in it, right? There's not like chunks of strawberries sometimes in it. Sometimes there's it. So, sometimes, but this this feels to me you're just take you have let's say you have three cookies, okay? We're gonna pop off the top of all three of two of the cookies. 
here's your two chocolate cookies. We're going to take the remaining pieces. We're going to put them in a food processor, blend it into a thing, and put it in between the two remaining pieces. Okay, if they that's did the, it, that's exactly no, the same thing. I would. It's a, it's an ice cream. It's essentially an ice cream sandwich, but instead of just the ice cream being like vanilla ice cream or whatever, it has chunks of cookie in it. It it's sounds great. Me. Just uh, the flavor is available for pre-sale through the Oreo website starting Tuesday, and we'll hit the shelves at major retailers nationwide starting on January thirty first. That's a retail price of four ninety nine. I'd love a good Oreo. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to sticking with the traditional. Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo. Um, we'll be teammates again in New York, and apparently part of the reason that Aaron Judge decided to stay with the Yankees... Because the Oreo Oreos. <laughs> ...is because his and Rizzo's dogs are, quote, best friends. I really hope Damn. that's not true. I really like... I like that's Aaron Judge That's the best a lot. sales job you could possibly have. He didn't have that in Frisco. How cute their dogs were. They were super cute. Aaron Judge... First of all, that Aaron Judge has a little pocket dog is bothersome to begin with. The Aaron <laughs> he's Judge like a is, little wiener dog. Yeah, actually. he's six foot eight or nine or whatever it is. He's a huge guy. And that he's got a little, you know, teacup poodle or whatever the thing is. I don't know. He should have a Great Dane. <laughs> Something like that. He should have a huge dog. But that Rizzo and he are like, hey, don't go to the Giants. We can still be dog buddies here in New York. It's, I get like it. That. But how this do you is, break it to your dog? That's the pitch. That's the pitch that he had there. Forget everything else. To answer your question, how do you break it to the dog? It's a dog. It doesn't know what's going on. When you go to the dog park in San Francisco, it's going to make a new best friend in six seconds. (laughs) But, Slee, okay, think about this. Does Rookie have a best dog friend? Um, To be honest with you, she... She would know better than I do because when I go walk him, when I go walk the dog, it's kind of like, hey, this is pure business. We got some stuff that we got to handle. You got to do what you got to do, and we're going back inside. Or I take him to go play. Um, she, it's like a community event when she goes right. out with him. He's saying hello to this dog, that dog. He's barking at dogs through the balcony. So there is friendship. But it's every dog. It's not like he sees Rex and races across the park. He's more excited to see certain dogs than others. <laughs> he is. Right, yeah. exactly. And so then if like if okay, if that was a really strong bond, like if this if Rookie suit like really loved this one dog and you guys had to move to I don't know, you guys moved to Santa yeah, Monica. Then we have to move. It would yeah, be we di- have to move. But it would be hard on, on, on Rook. Uh, okay. I, I I understand. I just I'm more curious which story bothered you more, the Oreo Oreo or that <laughs> Aaron Judge no, so is the, hanging the, out the, with the Oreo one because the uh, Oreo one is illogical, right? The, the the Aaron Judge one I just disagree with. I understand the logic of it, awesome. but the Oreo thing is just patently illogical. I've been thinking about the Oreo. You know, it might distribute the flavor a little better in every bite. Yeah. Could do once, that once you, but no, that's wrong. <laughs> it's because once, once you chew it, it's all just smashed in your okay, mouth. Yeah, but that, anyway. that's an extra thing. step to get there. This is Maybe instantly with the first chew. <laughs> okay. That it gets it. How do you how do you eat an Oreo? Because personally, Emily eats, screws off one top. Nope. Please let me finish. Screws off the top. Then I lick the cream. I don't do all that. No, and then I put it back together and then I dunk it. Okay, so if my cream has little thing has different stuff in it, it has little bits of Oreo, it's gonna taste bit different. Everybody eats Oreos differently. Serious conversation right now, Mace. I, I don't is... eat it. I eat, the answer to your question is as fast as I can. Because they're you just delicious. Eat it just straight in? Yes, yeah, I'm, I eat it straight I'm in fifty one years old. I'm not six. What the heck? <laughs> I eat straight in. Yeah. yeah. I mean like can I take a wild guess here? Yeah. You, you string your string cheese, don't you? Of 
course yeah, I do yeah, because no. it tastes just better. Two bites. Just yeah, bite. two bites. She's just got bite it. That's, that's, Doesn't it's exactly that the same thing. That makes my teeth hurt no. thinking about you guys biting straight <laughs> into bite. cheese. Mace, okay, are can you, are you, can you sell Mason in? on the love string, uh, string cheese? Do yeah, you string it or do you just bite it? I string. You still string it? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? That's like one of the joys of. I think that says something about people who string it, and I think it's yeah. I think it says that they're patient people. Yep. That they take their time. <laughs> yeah. Savor they enjoy it. Mozzarella and cheese. we're animals. Yes. Because we just take I'm a bite take into a it. Do you guys <laughs> both just eat it straight up? Like I get like it a carrot. Starbucks. Like a carrot stick. No, just I string, bite it off. I string take it a bite. Out. I'm going to guess that John is not a string cheese eater in general. Is that true, John? When I get that, you know when you buy the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at Starbucks, yeah. they have a piece of string cheese in there? Yes. That's the only time I eat it. Okay. Do you string it or do you just bite it? Bite it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. See, no, I'm a big. I I like stringing it, man. There's like a there's like a whole whole string cheese process you go through. I don't like it when you get a little. It's thick at the top and then gets thin at the bottom. I don't That's like true. That. It yeah. does get I, I, uneven. I don't, it's I very don't like frustrating. That. Why you bite it? Going is, too fast. Yeah. Slow down. It had savoring. Down. Yeah. Let's do a little super cross dog. Mason and I are arguing of, about the Oreo of, cookie. A lot of food debate today. <laughs> well, he is very adamant about this new it's Oreo. It's an illogical Oreo. So the 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 cream in an Oreo is like the most delicious cream. I don't disagree. So why don't you want an Oreo with more cream? But it's not just the cream. It's it's literally more of the cream and the cookies. They're it's, putting it's, more cookie. It's an Oreo inside of an Oreo? Yes. Uh, well, I don't think you need the extra cookie. You see how but there's, there's bits part of, cookie of the cookie in, there. in oh, the... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Travis now. <laughs> I do not want bits of cookie in my Oreo cream. No. I want my double-stuffed Oreo that, with lots of cream. That makes more sense. Yeah. Is it possible, I just want to suggest, that you guys are obsessing a little too much about the double Oreo? Yes. No, yes. Just throwing it out. It's Absolutely Oreos it and is. string cheese on <laughs> soup look, for a crosstalk. There, there's only so many things to obsess about on any given day. There you go. These are the things that I choose okay. to obsess Have about. Have at it. <laughs> Did you guys feel the earthquake? No. Uh, no. Juan says he woke up. I did not feel it. It was John? like a. I feel bad. My new puppy dog was going crazy mm. and i rolled over and said shut up murphy and i went back to bed i didn't feel a thing so okay. well, how big was it? i didn't i haven't four seven two, i think it was it four two? four two four two yeah not not big but big enough to wake up a lot. i was in malibu yeah. yeah i didn't feel it at all down in my place so i, I didn't yeah, you know I didn't not know. to be a doomsayer in any way but aren't we kind of lucky that we haven't had another northridge oh, we're kind of yeah. doomed we're way, we? by like a couple of decades right okay, that's scary knocking yeah, yeah. that's scary. knocking on wood you, you're a native Southern Californian yeah. like I am, and this is just something that you live with. Mace, you've been here a very long time. Yes. Slee, I think we've discovered that San Diego doesn't have earthquakes because you're like, yeah, no, I never really had one along the way. Felt them, but nothing, you know, nothing crazy. The I always thought, oh, come on, earthquakes, not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. And then Northridge, Northridge. happened, and I was like, oh, no. It felt I like the end of the world. It, it really did. And I remember I was in a condo in Playa del Rey, uh, and had no transistor radio all the lights were out hmm. uh couldn't it was early in the morning like it was it's like 5 a.m 5 a.m and we didn't know like we we knew we lived but we didn't know what happened in the rest of los angeles wow. and because we didn't have a transistor radio we had no way to like turn was on. that your first one uh, since you've been in la big one yeah that was the first big one John, do you remember all the duck and covers in school and sure. driving under your desk and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, the funny thing happened to me on the Northridge earthquake. I'm living in San Diego, and my phone rings at 4 o'clock in the morning. I think I was out all night, and I picked it up. It's my grandma in Florida. Are you okay? Yeah, fine. Why? Well, the earthquake. I go, the epicenter's in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm like three hours south of there. She goes, oh, okay. 
Click. My gra- my grandmother does this all the time, she, or, or did this all the time, where she she'd see a story about mudslides and she would call me up and say, um, "Is your house okay? Because there's so many mudslides. There's fires. Did you? Oh yeah, did the your fire. house catch? I've got a friend, uh, college friend, who will. <laughs> this this is a great one. He said, "Are you are you near Modesto? Modesto?" And I'm like. No, I'm not near Modesto because there's a serial killer there, and they say there's up to seven victims. I'm like, I'm nowhere near Modesto. Just because something happens in California doesn't mean it happens in my yard. California's pretty big. So the fire fire thing is a perfect one. I remember when San Diego had really bad fires. They've had a few, but as we all have in Southern California, it's like 2004, 2005. Yeah, I remember. I was actually working at uh, the Mighty 1090 then. I remember coming out to my car, and there was like- Chunks of ash. Chunks. Oh, yeah. Ash, like an inch of ash on your yeah. car. It was insane. But there were, anytime there are fires, there's family members calling in, hey, and it could be in Rancho Bernardo, right? <laughs> right. And they're calling in saying, okay, so I heard El Cajon is in flames. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> yeah. That's Rancho Bernardo. When did you move to LA? Uh, I moved to LA in, uh, first in 1987, then I went back to oh, so Ohio, came back missed. in 91. John, do you remember what it was like? Because when you were telling your Siri about the Modesto serial killer, yes. I immediately flashed back on when Richard Ramirez was the running Night Stalker. around out here. Yeah. And was it Mace? Was it A. Martinez who was on that jury? No, A. Martinez was in a car with Richard Ramirez. Oh. Like he had friends, not, I don't know if his friends, but A. Martinez wound up in a car with Richard Ramirez, not knowing that he what? was the Night Stalker. Yeah. And later's like, oh my God, I was in the car with the Night Stalker. So I read this great book about uh, the Night Stalker. Um, and he would go to this place called, is it the Velvet Turtle? Does that sound yes, right? Yes, it does. Uh, there was a place called the Velvet Turtle. Yes. And he would go park in the parking lot and he would get whacked out on whatever he was using. Jeez. Then he would get on the freeway, he'd randomly exit somewhere, he'd go down some street, and he'd check doors, and he would only go Look in when the door was windows. unlocked. And I always well, thought- That's not a story to tell you to lock your door. I don't know what is. I always yeah. thought to be a neighbor knowing that you had locked Mace. your door. So he oh. got- Two people in Arcadia, where I'm from. Oh, really? Okay, two in my neighborhood, like wow. not far away from it. We were a family. We never locked our door. Oh, we never man. locked our windows. And then all of a sudden, the place was buttoned up like a fortress. Oh, damn. He, I don't think he came as far south as where no. you were. You never had to yeah. think of him. There are very few serial killers in Newport Beach for some reason. <laughs> well, that's I what don't you know. think. Yeah. That's what they want you to think. Let's hope not. They tend to, to go north of there. I that put that at the top of the list. Never mind earthquakes. That's, no, that was that. the scariest. I, it's the most frightened I've ever been in my entire life. No oh, when they were, and, and I was in the eighth grade. Yes, so in your neighborhood. Two. Wow. Two that's people. Scary. Yeah. No. No. Did you see the Netflix documentary on that guy? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I need more details on the A. Martinez story. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to call. We'll, we'll have, have to, to call him. We'll I can't. Rem- I can't remember. But he has some weird connect. I thought it was on the jury. He was riding in a car. That's even he worse. Was in a car with Richard Ramirez at some point. We should. Call I thought a. he Martinez. got called for jury duty and didn't get I'll text set, him. Set I, I, I can't remember what the what the story was. Have you ever gotten no, set on a you. jury? Uh, I have done the opposite. I've been in a courtroom you- as the. Yes, the, the plaintiff, plaintiff or the defendant. The plaintiff. The plaintiff. Um, but I've never been on a jury. For some reason, I don't get jury summons. Or haven't had a jury I get summons. I've got a couple. Have you sat on a jury? And here's the funny thing. Some people are like waiting for them. 
They love it. Like right. they want to be on a trial. And They're then I think senior citizens. And then I think yeah. no, there's some, there's some people in the office here. And then there's ninety percent of everybody else that's trying to avoid it like the plague, right? Like yeah. you're just trying to avoid it every way possible. But I've never sat on one. I know it's part of your civic responsibility. Yes, part it of is the fabric of society. Sure, and all of those things. I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to sit there and li- I, I don't think I'd be a good jurist. I, I don't think that I'd listen. probably means you would be a good one. Really? The fact that you don't care probably means you. Not would that be I a don't good care. I, I, my attention span is bad. Ireland tells a story when he's the, and this is not a surprise. When he was in a jury room, he basically took over, said, "I'm the foreman." I did. Did you really? I, I ran and, the but, show. But by the way, so I said, if nobody else wants to be the foreman, I'd like to do it. And nobody else spoke up. I said, okay, let's take a vote. See how we're all feeling before you before we deliberated at all. And so, one but you guy, heard the case. What we had heard the case. Okay. The whole case up. So one guy said, "You can't do that." I said, why not? Because we have to deliberate. And I said, but wouldn't it help? No, I said, wouldn't it help if we if we saw where everybody was and then we could take it on that? And he goes, oh, that's a good point. Sure. And so we did it. It was 10-2 in favor of guilty. Okay. And was it, was, it, was a, it was 12 a, angry men. And, uh, <laughs> and, and they still made me go through all the BS, you know, checkpoints. And right. it, so instead of being out of there in 20 minutes, which was my goal, we were out of there. <laughs> that's in, all good jurists. Yeah. yeah. We were know, out, but this guy was justice, guilty. Justice. Justice can be swift. This guy was guilty of sin. <laughs> and you know, the cool it. thing about being, it, it, here was the story. It was a guy that was, um, that was driving and he bumped into another car. And the woman came in with like a neck brace on. It's claim- sort of the Brady Bunch, right? Claiming it was. It was like literally that that <laughs> exact scenario. Yeah, and you could tell right. You could trial right away that this woman wasn't hurt. I I I mean, the minute she stepped out of the courtroom, she took the neck brace off. You know, it was, and so the, I should add a neck brace after you poured water. Right, Just come in right. with the whole Holy thing. Neck braces, yeah. my spine. Good play. And um, call Jacob. And so yeah, you could you get Jacob? You could bleed me for a lot of money. Uh, but then afterwards, you're allowed to talk to both lawyers if they if they want to. So we find the guy or the woman guilty, or you know whatever. And how long did it take you to change the other two minds? Hour. Okay. Maybe. Mm. I think they were ne- they were always on our side, but they just wanted to be contrarians. Wanted another lunch. Yeah, but but so <laughs> yeah. so we go to the lawyer that was representing the woman, and I said, I never believed your client from the word go, and he literally looked at me. She goes, Oh, she's a full cup of crazy. Mm. <laughs> you guys, you guys got the right verdict, but I have to do my job. And I went, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I love that you volunteered for foreman. Yeah, it was fun. By the way, if you didn't do that, you're right. You probably would have been there for how long? For like five hours, and my head would have exploded. Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't have worked. Are you getting out of here? Yeah, well, you don't Travis, have to. You don't Travis have to charades. You can just say I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Travis is leaving. Yeah. I don't want to make any noise. While what are you I'm doing? What, what, what are you leaving early? For? Why, do, why do I always leave early? Uh, lunch? Tea time? <laughs> no, no, and no. Uh, uh, kids? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, kids stuff. You have a. You have a uh, and he's only sixty-five miles away. Well, it's actually further south today, so oh, okay. I got a, a little bit of a haul. I got to get down to northern San Diego County, so a okay. little bit of a little bit of a trek today. Well, hell, fellow, well met. Go like for it. I'm going to do yeah. it. Thank you. You're going to miss Lakers Spurs. How could you? How can you, be, bro? the game will be long completed by the time Lakers Spurs starts? <laughs> I get the I'm return kidding. of AD. The Spurs are 13 and 35 <laughs> no, or something. I, I know, but I, you know. AD's coming back, and and, and uh, LeBron's going to go for 60. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, 40 against every team is just. Uh, staggering just yeah silly. we might kind of were talking about that that um 
Wilt must have scored at least 40 against every team. He averaged 50, but there weren't 30 teams in the league back then. Mm-hmm. Is that but the, however many teams there were, I'm sure Wilt scored 40-plus against have, all of them. Had to have. He well, averaged 50 a game right one year. 50 and 25. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just put up some 39s against the, uh, I don't know, the Celtics or whatever it might have been. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I, I just feel bad for him that they're losing. I mean, it, it, I it, he's quote, playing quote, great. Quote we were kind of talking about that. I, I feel bad that these moments are coming in losing efforts because that, that makes it a little less fun. But this isn't like, hey, I had a great night and set a new career high. This is the accumulation of a 20-year contract or 20-year right, year career, career mm-hmm. that it happened to happen on a on a losing night. I'm okay with somebody kind of sitting and saying, look, it would have been better if it win, but it's still and, and enjoying the moment because it took 20 years to create it. Yeah. As opposed to just having, you lost a game, which happens all the time. But I'll tell you what, I I don't understand how they can hang with Boston. They can hang with, they can mm-hmm. beat Denver. They can beat two close ones against Memphis, Philly. And they double can't OT hang Dallas, with the Clippers. Yeah. Well, the, the Clippers are the best team in the league when they're healthy. The, the Clippers might win the title if they're healthy, but that's a huge if. I mean, Kawhi just checks out for no reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk to the people over there, they say, we don't know what he's, he's thinking. In a, he's so, in control of his own. It's what I said to him, yeah. I, I, and I don't want to be disparaging, but you, your best player can't be an enigma. You, you, I, you're the guy that is the backbone of your team. I can't not know if you're coming or going on any given day. That right. doesn't work. Well, except that you're wrong. Because he's a two-time NBA Finals MVP, so that by by in nature of that Toronto, award, he's yeah, the best player on the team, I, and he's led I them to you, two titles. But Duncan in San Antonio was the guy that was the backbone of the team. Kawhi might have had the best series right. there, and and he was the best player in Toronto. I get it, but that was Kawhi kind in of San a Antonio isn't the Kawhi today. No, like, nor, as in as in nor the guy in Toronto as who in he every would night. play in San Antonio at that time. He was and he, he was, was there in and out so quick night. in Toronto that I don't know if his oddness really resonated the way that it has here in LA. Well, Katie got hurt. See, now I'm not Clay even got leaving hurt. early. Yeah, now look, you're look, not even... Look, 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 yeah, now did. we made you stay five extra minutes. <laughs> yeah. Go. Yeah, get out of here. We did cookies. We did string cheese. What What else is in the dump? Do you want... Um, do you want... Um, uh, flight etiquette? Yeah, flight etiquette. That's okay, good. Okay, you got good the subject. window seat. I'm on a lot of planes, so you yeah, got, you throw got it at the, me. You got the window. By the way, what's your favorite of the seats? Aisle. Is it window aisle, or aisle? All aisle. I'm a window guy. You're a window? Is it window because you could kind of put your head and sleep then i never have to get up for any reason unless i want to okay he is perfect for it then so you got the window yeah. um are you closing the window are you every is, time and are you is, a complete, is it a con- daytime flight it's a daytime flight closed all right and, and you're an a-hole if you don't close right it. i always uh, now if i was in the window seat i would always close fact, it. how about sleep i'll take it a step further i reach over because i can reach I close the window in front of me and behind me, and I don't even ask the people. Oh, wow. So I just reach what, up and zip. See, that's it does what we annoy, Even ask. when I'm like on the aisle, it will really bum me out if the person at the window doesn't close the window. But what if you're just... What if you're just watching a movie or you're reading or something? Like, what if you're not sleeping? It's the middle of the day. You just want the window closed? Want the window closed. Yeah. 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 Because it's better for, if you're watching a movie, it's better for the screen. Why? Was there like a big fight or something? No, no, no. The The conversation was, um, how do you treat when you're, are you basically in control of the window if you're at the window seat? Like, is this up to, if somebody in the middle says, hey, do you mind opening the window? Are you opening the window for them? Or this is, hey, I'm the window oh, guy. that's a good question. I control. I am in charge I of control the window. The window. Day, I have the window. Day, I have the con. On a daytime flight, I would probably make up something. I'd probably say, I have really sensitive eyes. Sorry. You want to switch seats? 
Yeah, you do that. You know? Now you're in the middle seat. Yeah, I don't. Mind I'm trying to seat. watch a show on my phone, and the light from the window is is uh, making it hard to watch. Do you take uh, Do you take iPad or anything like that? No, watch I watch on, on my phone. phone. Really? Yeah, yeah. I watch movies on my phone when I'm at t- watch TV shows on my phone. Get headaches? You just, nothing. You, no, you just forget after a while that you're on a phone. Can I tell you something? Trudell will watch. Will be playing a game on his iPad, watching a TV show on his phone, and working on his computer all at the same time. He's got three screens minimum going at all times. I've seen him in the media room. He'll have his, he'll have iPad, laptop, something. He'll have probably the Timberwolves or something Minnesota esque there. Yeah, right? he may be the greatest multitasker I've ever seen. And he, he's watching this, and he's and, prepping. And by the way, he listens to all podcasts at one and a half times speed. Yes, so it's like super I do. fast. Yeah, I want to I want to motor through as many podcasts as I can when I when I do it. Well, see, plus, what's weird about you though is that you say you will do that for a podcast, but you won't do it for a movie, and you're like adamant that you shouldn't do it for a movie, right? Well, it doesn't make a movie doesn't make any sense if it's sped up. Why not? Because the dialogue, like Directv, right now, if I put this on on uh, one, you know, you can go one, two, three, four. If I put this on one, you could totally follow what. But was like happening. movie making is an art. I mean, so like it's podcasting. I, uh, when you sit down with Sue Kalinsky to do the Culture Pop podcast, I think it's insulting if I play it at art. two and a half times speed. Let like me Trudell does. let me tell you something. You're not Alvin from the Chipmunks. You're let, putting work into let this. Let me let me tell you something. If you want to listen to my podcast at time and a half, at two times, at as three times, as, as long as good. you download it, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> the only time I've ever listened to one at a time or two speed. Yep. Have a friend of ours that eh, sometimes he'll call in this in, on this uh, group or whatever on okay. WhatsApp or whatever, and uh, let's just say he's intoxicated. And okay. when he's intoxicated, everything he's saying is so slow, okay. right? What I do? Yes. And my, I didn't do anything. <laughs> what I do? My friend goes, "Hey, listen to at two speed." And you listen at two speed, it's a completely normal conversation. That's I, the only time. Oh, I'm really? I so he's, he's going that slow. He's very slow normally, yes. and when you speed him up two times, We're it sounds normal. It's like a regular conversation. I still have to apologize to have a fun. What I do? All right, Super Crosstalk is powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is 